Well, hey everybody, I am glad to be with you again uh, for our teaching and our journey through the Advent season. I'm Heath Haynes. I'm one of the elders here at the bridge. I'm also part of one of our Heights house churches. And as we've been in Advent, you know, the Advent season, again, what we know is that Advent is the Latin word for coming, for arrival, and there's this sense of, of waiting and building anticipation, right? It's the, it's the season of, of focusing on and reflecting on and reveling in the fact that Christ has come and that he's coming. Um, again, it's the season of preparing our hearts. It's the season of, of kind of growing in this eager anticipation and really, I think what we've been experiencing is this escalating hope. And man, is that, is that phrase crossed my mind uh, this week, this escalating hope? I, I just, I found myself grateful because to me that sense is like God meeting us where we are because the work that brings us his hope is complete. God, God could say like, what is taking you so long? But the fact that he brings us along, he walks with us in patience and we get to experience like this, this growing sense, this escalating reality of his hope is only one more picture of his love, his compassion, his mercy, and his grace. And so I pray that that's been your experience. If it hasn't thus far, I pray that, that that's, what, that's what happens now is that we have this escalating hope in us. And we've been seeing how the hope of Jesus, which what we know is the hope of Jesus, is, is the deepest need, it's the deepest desire of every soul. And because of that, the hope of Jesus is needed and wanted, it's longed for and long awaited for. And we saw that God, he also planned for it and promised it. And that's what we've been unpacking. And what we know, if we're honest, and if we just take a moment, take a breath to think, to be still, to, to, to allow God to like reveal our own hearts to us, is that there is a longing and a straining um, in, in all of us for the relief, for the resolve that, 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 that we long for. And we've realized that the problem is not the realities of 2020 that we're facing, but the problem is the condition of our hearts. The problem is the human condition. And that's what we've been pursuing of how do we get to bring that to Jesus? So today, today in this Advent journey, we get to the resolve. Today, we get to the last chapter. Today, we'll see how the hope of Jesus is delivered and held. But before we go any further, I would love to pray with you. So God, I know that we're coming to this time together in these, these digital avenues in different times. And it's, you know, that as I'm delivering this, no one is hearing this, but then later they are. But I know that uh, by, by your work, Lord, by, by your truth, Lord, by your promise, Lord, by just this common uh, fellowship and experience in need, God, that we are together right now. Lord, you have ushered us into your presence, and Lord, you've ushered us into this together. So we just pray now in this time, Lord, that you would um, just minister to hearts, Lord, that you would, um, Lord, expose the, the kind of the nooks and crannies of our lives. You would expose the, the areas where the, the dark persists and you would, um, Lord, that you would just uh, do what you do, God, and that we would hear your invitation to bring all of these things to you, to bring all of these things to the light of Jesus and Lord, that in Christ, in his light, we would know that the, the, that the light chases away darkness and Lord, that in, in Christ, Lord, that we can know, Lord, this freedom. We can know what it is to live freely in Lord, your blessed life, to live freely, Lord, in the, in the life that is in you. And Lord, to live with wholeness, to live with peace, 
Lord, that is not circumstantial. It's not just emotions. It's not what we feel, but it comes out of a, of a, of a quiet confidence of what we know. And we know what we know because of what you've told us and shown us. So Lord, we come to you now. Lord, we just want to surrender. Open our hearts, our minds, speak through me, in spite of me. Lord, we pray that the return of this work will be beyond our hands and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So as far as Advent goes, you know, for us, this week, this teaching is, is, is Jesus week, right? It's, but, but we're not going to start where, where you may think at the birth narrative in Luke 2. I, I want to I end with that in hopes of, of maybe um, experiencing it in a more personal and profound way. So where we are going to start is John. I want you to turn to John 10, uh, 24. If you're driving, please keep your eyes on the road and just listen. You can read it later. But we're going to look at John 10, uh, 24 through 30 today. Um, if, if you like, feel free to let me like one cool thing about this is you can pause the video and just kind of read, read for some context. You can kind of expand. So feel free to pause, go read uh, kind of the verses surrounding this and kind of familiarize yourself whenever you want. Come back. I will still be here. Okay, so we're going to look at John 10, uh, 24 through 30. And, and as we come to this, uh, don't forget the context. You know, to understand this, this Advent season, again, this season of anticipation, we must understand the Jewish people, their worldview, their faith, their belief. They've been promised a Messiah, right? They, they, they're generation after generation, it had been told, and generation after generation had waited. And, and, and year after year, generation after generation, they, and then they had gone 400 years without hearing from God, right? So the prophets had gone silent. So again, just grasp what that means. The way in which they heard from God had ceased, and they're waiting, and they're clinging, and they're leaning in, and they're leaning out, and they're just, you know, just trying their best. And now we come to Jesus. And there's one who claims to be their promised Messiah. He's standing before them now. And, you know, we're in John 10 now, so it's, it's been happening a while. You know, we, 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 Jesus is, is a, he's, he's a young man. He's in his 30s. His ministry is humming along. They've heard his teaching. They've been exposed to it. He says he's the Messiah, but he's not what they expected. They see that he's wise. They see that he speaks with authority. They, they, they've been confounded by it. They've been astounded by it. And yet he has no earthly authority. And actually he calls out the, the Jewish leaders teaching and how they've misused and misappropriated the, the commands of God for their own good. He's threatened the entire construct, which we can't go into that, but it's, it, it would be earth shattering and shaking. The Jewish people were expecting an earthly deliverer, an earthly king to come and to, and to establish them, to, that would establish them as the kingdom above all kingdoms. They believed that they were meant to be the blessed ones, but their idea of what that looked like was far smaller. They believed, you know, they were waiting for the one who would finally deliver the blessedness that they thought they had been covenanted. But Jesus came for so much more. That was a small vision. Jesus came for something greater. So with that in mind, you know, we come to John 10. Uh, what we see, if you, if you back up just a couple of verses, Jesus, it says he's, he's walking through the temple. He's, he's, it's winter. It's the Feast of Dedication. Just a fun fact, 
that ended up that that feast kind of ended up being what we know as Hanukkah, the feast of the festival of lights. So just again, some something current you may recognize, but it's the feast of dedication. It's the winter. He's walking through, and he starts teaching, and he says this, and the, and the Jews gathered around him. It says, so the Jews gathered around him and said to him, "How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly." Jesus answered them. I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He says, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I think we can all identify with kind of the, this moment with the Jewish people, right? Like, again, like if you've grown up around, you know, Christian faith, if you claim Christ, like we've been told, what we've been told is that we have a good, sovereign God who loves and cares for us and then wants relationship with us. And yet we see the realities around us. Again, we're, we're, we're building on this Advent journey. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But what we see around us, we see sickness and famine. We see war and hatred. We see division and confusion. And then we turn inward and we and we live with these insecurities and these fears that we we like the deepest parts of us want to be free from and yet they persist. And how often do we say that we do not feel that God is with us? The one who wants relationship, the one who says he's always with us, right? So maybe we can understand with the Jews like, "Hey, you say this, but come on, just 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 make it known because really what they're saying is like Hey, Jesus, are you really like God's promise? Did he really keep his promise? This, this is our struggle as well as the, 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 the Jewish people's struggle. To remember, again, let's come back to this entire thesis of the Advent season. We're looking at the hope of Jesus because the hope of Jesus is the deepest need and longing of every person. Remember, it's longed for, needed, wanted, long-awaited, planned for, and promised. We come into that. And what we see here is that God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. What Jesus is saying is, yes, he has delivered on his promise to redeem and restore, but he's gone beyond. I've gone beyond what you are asking for. You've asked for too little. And man, how often do we ask for too little? How often do we ask for like just barely beyond here? Like we're navel gazers and we ask just for the smallest little pieces of, of something. God's intent has always been that the entire world would be restored to blessedness and hope. His beloved creation. And so then Jesus turns to this, this picture of the sheep and he didn't pull us out of thin air. If you back up into John 9, he had just... He had just expressed the, him, him being the good shepherd and him, you know, him, him being the one who keeps us, cares for us, but also the, the, the one who makes a way for us. And so he's calling back to that. He goes back to this idea of, again, the sheep belong to him and they know his voice and they listen. You know, and what we want to pull out and see here is this picture of this is a picture of God's promise kept because guess what? 
It isn't that you are a sheep and you to stay a sheep, you listen. It's that we were all, we were all in the wilderness outside of the safe pen. We were all wandering without hope. We were all in danger of the predator. Helpless against it. Sheep are absolutely helpless. To be a sheep in the fold of Jesus is to, to have experienced the promise of God restoring us, folding us back in. And so he's saying that, no, 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 like, as you belong, you know my voice. You listen, yes, you follow. And so what we see is that those who trust Jesus as Savior are his sheep. They are made to belong. Come back to the questions the Jewish ask, like, hey, Jesus, just tell us, are you the Messiah? Jesus says, yes, I am. I have told you. I've shown you. But you haven't believed. You see, the important reality here is that any and all can be saved. Anyone can come from the wilderness and the exile to belonging as in the fold of the family of God, a sheep under the good shepherd's care. The access is the access point is the same. It is trust, belief, fellowship of Jesus. Anyone, all can be accepted by our holy God, which is just unfathomable and restored to right relationship with God. They need only believe. So we see here that Jesus makes it clear that he is the promised hope. He is the promised Messiah. And man, he cannot make a stater greater claim to the authority of that claim, but, but, but that last capstone of I and the Father are one. And so we see Jesus is the fulfilled promise of hope. So that leads us to the next important reality for living the delivered, living in the delivered hope of God in Christ. We said that the hope of Jesus is delivered and held. Right, that makes us think of holding a baby. Guess what? We did that on purpose. It kind of works. You know, baby Jesus coming to manger. We did it on purpose. But, but we don't want to miss something. It's not just, you know, eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus. You know, it's, it's something huge. Just kind of a freebie, even though it's weighty. First, I mean, can you fathom, just fathom this, that, that the God of all creation, eternal, magnificent, glorious, and holy, this God condescended, humbled himself, came, took on flesh, and all of his holiness, all of his sovereignty came meek and mild as a needy little baby. That all of that could be held in the arms of a mother. I mean, just a little freebie, it's weighty, and just go have some fun, like reflecting and, and meditating on that, and like let God work in that in you, but that just blows my mind. But it kind of catapults us into the second thing we want to focus on today. Our hope in Jesus starts with the fact that it's not the strength of our grip to hold on to whatever, to hold on to faith. Hey, just have more faith, just believe more, or to hold on to our behavior, just do right. Hey, just choose joy. Like, just our, our, our hope is not dependent on our ability to keep that. But rather, 
Our hope is on the reality. It is the love and grace and strength of God that holds us because of what he's done in Jesus. The wonder of the promise kept in Christ is that in our faith, in him, and that is knowing that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, that that results in him holding on to us with his mighty strength and loving arms instead of being left to our frailty. And again, this is not like, hey, beat, beat down. Let's beat each other down. Let's beat ourselves down and just, oh, woe is me. I'm horrible. Like, we're created in the image of God. We're more than conquerors in Christ. Like, we, we, have, we are people of dignity because of what God has done. But, we, like, where does our effort lead to? Like, we can't over, we can't, we, in our strength, we will always meet our end. And guess what? Like, life and death, like, there's nothing we can do to overcome death. And so what do we do with that? So we think about, it. I mean, like we waver, we wane, we wonder. God does not. He's made a way to him in Christ and the blood of Jesus shed for you and he keeps us forever. And in that faith, in that belief, as Jesus just said, we're secure. There's nothing that my son and my daughter can do to ever change that they are my son and my daughter. There's nothing they can do to ever change my love for them. And I'm human. I'm not the author of love. I am not the author of good. I am not the one who is always true. But my son and my daughter will always be my son and my daughter. And my love for them will always be as such. This is what our salvation, this is what our belief leads to our hope and how this hope holds on to us. We can live in the promise delivered because Jesus became sin when he knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God and in that have a full confidence that we can never be taken out of his hand that holds us. Let's just come back to verse 28 and 30. Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. How often do you revel in that? How often do you just stop and take a breath and, and just think on that? Be overtaken by that. God holds you. He's overcome the world. He's overcome your sin and fear. And he holds you. He holds you. So we see in Christ that God delivered his promise and holds on to us in that promise. I mean, a hope that is secure. That's why we can say that when we talk about the hope of Christ, it is, there's no question left to it. It is, it is, it is a, few, a confidence, an absolute confidence of a future guarantee presently. So we have one more opportunity, to, one more opportunity that I want to close with. 
As we are held in the mighty hands of God in Christ, let us hold fast unto him. Again, we're not holding fast for our salvation. Jesus holds on to us. Our faith and trust in him brings us into that which holds us, his salvation. But we struggle to live in God's promise because we turn to other things to fulfill his promise and they will never be able to bear the weight. There's the common culprits that we all point to. We turn to money, possessions, and power. But we also, we, we turn to maybe getting a spouse or to keeping a spouse, right? Or having well-behaved kids as some kind of, some kind of badge or validation. You know, we turn to having a thriving social life as if that speaks to our worth. We pursue comfort and ease above everything. Being afraid of discomfort, being afraid of trial because it threatens our sense of security. Or maybe it's just respect, reputation, influence, or just being unencumbered. Again, I love to travel, but we see this movement of like, just this, this reveling in, in being able to go wherever, whenever, and, and experience it all. I mean, that's, that's I, I want to do that. There's nothing wrong with that in itself, but when, when that's your heaven on earth, it can never bear the weight. Eventually, the sunset won't be beautiful enough. The waterfall won't be breathtaking enough. The mountain won't be big enough. They will all crumble. But God's hope and promise never will. So this is what we cling to. So I pray that the gift we all receive this year is for some that need this salvation and relationship with God through Jesus Christ. For those that are still without hope at all and those that are in Christ, I pray that we all would all that we would all step into turning to what Christ has done and is doing for our continued hope that we would turn to this and hold on to this and cling. So now let's come to Luke 2, 1 through 20, this narrative of, of again, love come down and read together the telling of the miracle of all miracles. Again, the moment, I love that phrase of love come down in the flesh to redeem us all, to fulfill God's promise and hold us in him, to hold us in hope forever. So we're gonna have some, some of our friends, your friends, uh, lead us through reading Luke 2, 1 through 20. Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, in the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, that you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Love come down in the flesh. God fulfilled his promise of hope hope in Jesus. And in that, he holds us. We are secure. We are assured. We are safe. We are known. We belong. We are loved. Let us hold on to him. Let us cling to him. Have you trusted Jesus as your savior? He has fulfilled his promise. You need only believe. Where do you tend to turn to other things to fulfill eternal promises instead of to what Jesus has already done? If you hold on to this hope, how would this change how you approach your work your relationships, your ambitions, your fears, your life together with each other as the church? And how can you come alongside or invite some, uh, someone else to come alongside you to help you hold on to the promise and hope that Jesus holds on to you? And I wanna encourage and implore you one, one more thing. Please come together with your, your home families, those you live with, as well as your house church families and lean into this. Stir up affection for what God has done in his wondrous love shown in Jesus as you gather together. Pray, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs together that exalt this and revel in this. Revel in the word and the testimony of God's heart for his people. He's kept his promise in Jesus. He holds us in his mighty loving hands. Let us all cling to him. God, we just want to surrender to you. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, Lord, who who is the fulfillment of your promise, who brings us hope. And Lord, who has made it to where it's not by our strength that we experience salvation, that we are saved. It's not by our strength or our works, Lord, that that we find our place of acceptance with you. And it's not by our our, just our faith, that that we have enough faith to abide in your hope. But Lord, that that, uh, you hold on to us. But Lord, I pray that we would just like we... We do with any other relationship and any other uh, thing of worth that we hold on, or that we cling to you, Lord, when, when, when Satan speaks lies, when the world bombards, Lord, and starts to crush, Lord, that we would remember what Christ has done, and we would hold on, we would turn to him, and Lord, know that you are meeting us where we are in every moment. And so, Lord, I just pray for a life, an abiding life with you. I pray that this would enliven um, all of our relationships. It would inform the way that we look at this world and how we engage the world, knowing that this is the need of everyone we stand beside. 
Lord, let us not have a hard heart. Let us not have blind eyes. Let us not have deaf ears that would think they are okay just because they look put together, just because they drive a nice car, just because they're eating a meal. But let us see that the deepest longing and need of every human is to know the reality of the hope in Jesus. So Lord, we surrender and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I pray you're well. Hope you have a Merry Christmas. We are better together for the glory of God and hope to see you soon, God willing. Goodbye.